0: Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Share, the podcast where we talk about anything pet related because who doesn't love to talk about their pets, right? Today, we're talking to Amy, who is an animal communicator and I'm super excited to learn more about this. I know that there are a lot of misconceptions as to what an animal communicator is and does and doesn't do. Um, So let's just dive right in. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So what exactly does an animal communicator do? Yeah, so animal communicators
1: telepathically or psychically connect with animals. If you have a pet um, or if you're, you know, spend a lot of time around animals, you're probably doing this anyway, you know, like if your dog gives you a certain look, you probably know what that means. Or sometimes if we're stressed, our animals might pick up on that. So that's at its basic form, animal communication and animal communicators have learned how to dive deeper into that through My process is through meditation, but really just clearing the chatter in my brain so it's open to receiving messages from the animals.
0: So how did you get into this? It's pretty much
1: something I've been doing my whole life. Um, I've always been an animal lover and I've always just spent time in nature, communing with the animals. And I was just always told when I was a kid that I had a very active imagination. Um, (laughs) And as I got older and started to learn that animal communication was, in fact, a process that many people out there do, I dove deeper into that and realized it was something that I have been doing my whole life. I took some classes and read a bunch of books, and I was able to really hone in my skills yeah, it's just kind of something that's always been a part of my life. And now I'm going to be starting a practice doing it because I just I love it so much. It brings me so much joy.
0: That's so cool. So you have a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Do you communicate with her regularly or
1: I do, yeah. Um she's incredibly smart and incredibly stubborn. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people are like, Oh, you must have the most well-trained, like a well-behaved dog ever, but it doesn't necessarily work like that because she still likes to do what she wants rather than listen to me Mm. uh, most (laughs) of the time. But (laughs) it is very fun to communicate with her, especially, um, if, I'm going to be going away on vacation. Or if there's a change happening to the routine, I can explain it to her and sort Mm -hmm. of mellow out her stress level.
0: So what, what kinds of things do people ask you to communicate?
1: So I've mostly been working on behavioral issues, which most of the time, in my experience, end up just being sort of miscommunications between the animal and the person. For instance, I was working with a client whose dog seemingly out of nowhere started to bite, not like breaking the skin biting, but you know, like doing some aggressive nibbling and that, you know, they had little kids around and that was just not a a good behavior that you want a dog to be doing. So I communicated with the dog and found out that the dog just wasn't getting enough attention. It wasn't getting enough exercise. And I explained to the dog, the severity of, you know, biting and how that could end really badly for everyone involved and his behavior completely changed. That was one of the bigger breakthroughs that I've seen because it was almost like an instant behavior switch, which was pretty amazing. And really just the dog, he was acting on instinct and he didn't realize that the severity of what he was doing.
0: How do you communicate with the animal?
1: So a lot of it's through pictures and emotions, but I do actually hear voices, which is a little more rare, I think, because usually animals will communicate in pictures. But yeah, basically, I just get into a headspace where I'm really calm and relaxed. And my energy is, you know, very clear. And I meditate regularly. So I'm, I'm able to sort of quickly silent my brain. And then through that process, I'm really open to receiving these messages from the animals. And once I have a strong connection, I can give them messages back.
0: Do you like envision something like literally picture something in your head and, and that kind of,
1: yeah, yep. I envision it. And then I'll sort of envision myself explaining it as well, if that makes sense.
0: So when you communicate with the animals, with the companion animals, is it mostly in person or is it over the phone or over a zoom or does it vary?
1: I work remotely mostly. Um, I have done a couple of in-person sessions, but I actually prefer to work remotely because then I go in with a blank slate and I'm not influenced by the surroundings and I can just let the messages come through naturally rather than potentially being influenced by something I see in the house or you know, something I notice. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to have as little information as possible when I go into it so I can just really let the messages come through. Basically, I just need a photo of the animal and its name. And from there, I'm able to connect anywhere, anytime. The animal doesn't need to be present because they're not actually listening. I'm more connecting with their spiritual self.
0: What has been the most surprising thing that you've either had to communicate or have had communicated back to you? Hmm.
1: That's a really good question. I've had a cat tell me that. She could jump between different dimensions. I've had a bird basically tell me that they were just really annoyed with their person. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, what do you do in was- that situation? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a really tough situation. Because, you know, I want to deliver the messages as I hear them. But, um, you know, in that situation, I just asked for a little more clarity, and then was sort of able to guide the person, you know, the bird isn't really happy with x, y, and z. um, And maybe, you know, you could make some changes around that. And that might help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that could be like really heartbreaking. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know.
0: I mean, it's one thing to have the pet say, "I don't really like the food you feed me," but it would be another thing for the pet to be like, "I don't like you." <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Oh it wasn't God. that bad, luckily, but um, it was surprising. Yeah.
0: What has been, um, I guess, the the most fun thing you've communicated or had to communicate, or is it just all kind of equal there?
1: It's always really fun, but I'd say. It's just really amazing getting feedback from the clients and hearing about these breakthroughs that can happen because, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptical person in many ways. And when I first started doing this for other people, I was like, is this possible? Like, am I really going to be able to connect with these pets just from looking at a picture of them and never actually meeting them and knowing their personalities and whatever But the results I was getting were just blowing my mind and helping people strengthen their bonds with their animals and helping with behavioral issues that have just changed their relationships for the better. It's just been a really amazing experience.
0: Have you been involved in any like search and rescue efforts? I haven't yet.
1: There's a lot of animal communicators that specialize in that. And since that is such a pressing issue, the longer you wait, the less of a chance it is to find the animal. So I would recommend someone to like if someone came to me asking for a search and rescue, I would probably recommend them to someone else who has experience and is sort of ready to go and jump into that. Like I would definitely help out. But since I haven't done that before, that's a tough one
0: what has been your most interesting non-behavior request?
1: Sometimes people just want to know, you know, if they have a rescue animal, what the animal's life was like before. Sometimes it's explaining that there's going to be a new member of the family. That's always a fun one. And yeah, a lot of times it's just for fun, because people are kind of curious about the process and want to see what comes up. Another thing that comes through to me a lot is past life connections. If the animals had a past life connection with their oh. person, um, which is pretty common. So that's always interesting
0: to learn about that.
1: Yeah, not everyone believes in past lives, but I find that coming up a lot.
0: Do you have people reaching out to you to talk to their pet that's crossed over?
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's a really healing experience, just knowing where they are and if they're okay and that they're still with them. And after my first dog passed away, I would just feel her jump on my bed every night. So that's, you know, things like that are a way that they're reaching out to you and just letting you know that they're still around and still with you. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to give people signs to look out for. Yeah. And that can just be really healing because it's so hard to lose a loved one.
0: So what are the most common misconceptions about what animal communicators do or don't do?
1: Yeah. So in my experience, it's mostly been people just not even knowing what an animal communicator is. Um, and not knowing that, that it's something that's possible, but other times people will be like, oh, okay, well then can you tell my dog to do this right now? <laughs> and it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like, well, it doesn't really work like that. It takes a bit of preparation and concentration on my end.
0: And I would imagine too, that if the animal comes back to you and says, nah, I don't want to, then it's going to look like a failure in communication, but it's really just the pet's attitude.
1: Exactly. Yeah. they're <laughs> like us. They have attitudes and
0: personalities and stubbornness. Have you had that where, where the animal's been like, no, nah, I'm good. My dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All the time. She runs, she runs
0: the house over here. <laughs> if somebody wants to communicate with you so that you can communicate with their pet, how do they get in touch with you? So
1: I just launched my website. My business is called Spectral Communications. I'm not on social media, but I do have a website where you can purchase a session directly through there. You can also reach out to me if you have any questions or comments or just want to chat, all that information is there.
0: And I will put that information on our website and I will share it on our social channels so that people can find you a little bit easier. Thank you so much. That was really interesting. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to chat with you. If you have a story that you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. Reach out to us on the contact us page on our website, www.houndstoothbt.com or on Instagram or Facebook or stop by the store and show off your pet in person. Until next time, sit, stay, share.